You're listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, where you'll hear from business professionals all over the country who have found their success through networking. Join us as we explore the path to success and what it takes to overcome adversity together. Good afternoon or morning, whatever it is for you guys today. It's another wonderful day here at the Well Connected Podcast. I'm Ricky. As always, I'm here with my man, Fletch. And today, we are so excited to introduce you all to Whitney Eichmeyer, the Senior Corporate Relations Manager for the American Cancer Society, and hear her networking story and why networking is important to her and how she becomes successful through it. Whitney, how are you doing today? Thanks for being here. I'm doing super great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're stoked to have you. This is going to be fun. Uh, we look at you as kind of a super networker, and uh, we want to learn from you. So, uh, but before we get started, we got to start with uh, our tried and true icebreakers. So, and I think I know this, but the world doesn't know this. But uh, we'll see. I want to know you, this. I don't think I know this. If you went back and didn't do all that you've done and continue to do. American Cancer Society had to start over from scratch and you were going to be an athlete and you were going to play in the Olympics. What would be your sport? Oh boy. I don't think you know this, Fletch. No? Um, I, I actually played a lot of different sports in my youth. Uh, so I would probably play softball. That would probably be my, my winner. I did a lot of sports. Oh, I so knew I it. Is that what you do? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We've had this conversation <laughs> okay. before. Not this one, but we've had a conversation about how you were really into softball because yeah. my kids are into baseball and I that's think we good. had this before, but that's, yeah, no, you, I could totally see you. You probably were a, an amazing soft, softball player. I can totally see it. So. Definitely, definitely fun. I miss I it. it. We, should, we should do an adult league. <laughs> yeah, I would be down. Oh, I, I, what if we had a BNI softball league? Oh, beautiful. Awesome. I would Let's love take this. It. Let's not get too far off, guys, because we could <laughs> totally run with this and get all sorts of excited. Uh, networking um, Softball League. <laughs> the Well-Connected Team. Ooh, I love there it. There it is. Um, you know what I've noticed, though, so far? That I would bet, I we, we'd have to run the tape and go count, but I would say, th- I think we're at like 80 to 90% summer olympic sports from our guests yep mm-hmm. yep i mean I, in fairness we are in the northwest and the summer in the northwest is better here than anywhere else i may be biased mm-hmm. but uh, i think it's better here than anywhere else in the world so well, yeah my, but i mean I we have so much access to winter sports i grew up snowboarding with a season pass for most of my life yeah my that now that you say that my second choice would probably be snowboarding so there it is <laughs> there we go i mean okay we're we're about to spend too much time on this <laughs> okay whitney i'm gonna hit you my my icebreaker my fun question everybody gets what is the last app that you have downloaded on your phone gosh i hate downloading apps <laughs> i'm always like man another app actually this is very this is a good answer and i it's very true it was the salesforce app so mm. Wow. Keeping you well connected right there. I know, the right? <laughs> yeah, that's a powerful, that's a powerhouse CRM. Way to go, American Cancer Society, for giving you a, such a powerful one. That's great. Yeah, it's a great tool. 
Yeah. Love it. I love it. Still figuring out the app though, but. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to, I tried to figure that CRM out for a while, but uh, you know, that's good. That's one you got to hire somebody to set it up for you from what I understand. Oh yeah. yeah. It's been a transition. (laughs) Been about three years, three years working in the sales force and I'm still figuring it out. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. It's It's totally a great tool. There are so many amazing things within it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you would, let's uh let's get to business here. Tell us about yourself. Tell you, you know, what who are you? What do you do? What's the inner workings of uh of Whitney Eichmeyer? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I am born and raised here in Oregon. So I've uh lived here my whole life, pretty boring that way. I've done a little bit of travel, but not a whole lot. I love traveling would like to do more, but I really uh, second what you said earlier, Fletch. I think uh, the Pacific Northwest area is my home. It's beautiful here all year round. I don't mind the rain when it does rain. It's not like freezing cold ever. I mean, very rarely is it very cold. I'm one that doesn't enjoy the super hot heat. So again, that's why I love my Pacific Northwest. So um, yeah, right. Yeah, I've been, uh, you know, working with the American Cancer Society on staff for about seven years. I started out as a volunteer, though, over 20 years ago. Uh, My mom was actually diagnosed with cancer when I was very young. She was a single mom. Um, I was the youngest of five siblings. And so uh, my family and I got really involved at the time with the American Cancer Society, utilized many of the amazing resources that they have to offer a family when they are going through something um, as traumatic as cancer. Unfortunately, she did pass away when I was 15. And so that kind of just lit my fire even more and really where the spark of my passion started. And I have since, you know, have had many a loved one continue, you know, to have survived cancer, have unfortunately passed away to cancer, are currently battling cancer. Um, In fact, I just lost my husband's uh, best friend about um, six weeks ago now, I think is where we're at. So it's definitely something that um, has impacted my life directly in many ways. And then the work, you know, since I've volunteered and since I started on staff here, uh, the amazing people that I have had the opportunity to know and hear their story and be inspired by has just, again, continued to light my flame. And I am a cancer fighter for life. Powerful, powerful. You've got a, you've got quite the why. You do. I mean, and I, cancer has impacted my life and my family. And I would imagine, I would be shocked if there was a listener here that hasn't been impacted in, but with cancer in some way. Definitely. It's pretty tremendous how many people it really does impact. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible how many people that it impacts. And uh, it's, we don't get, we we haven't yet really had anybody on the show that has works for like such a powerful cause that is so wide reaching like that. Yeah, definitely. One in, you know, every two people, uh, one in every two men and one every three women uh, will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. So not only you know, indirectly impacted, but most people, and I'm sure most of your listeners have been impacted in some way, like you said. A hundred percent. And it's, it's something that I personally, I mean, I think everybody has, right. I'm impressed though, in that a lot of people will run away from that, right. Run away from those feelings. And I appreciate how much you've leaned in, right. You've, your whole career is, is involving, you know, 
you bring so much joy and 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 you're you're we know you as this bubbly person who's really happy to be around and it's it's great to be around you but your your why your topic what what you guys you know work to to help prevent and eliminate hopefully someday all those types of things really revolves around some pretty strong emotions that not it takes a special person to be able to to live day in and day out i mean that's that's a lot and um i'm just fascinated to to learn more about your why your 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 passion and how you've used that to jumpstart you into networking because me and Ricky know, you know, everybody. And, you know, I, I, I kind of want to, you know, I would love to learn some of that. Right. And and get to know, know about you that way. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for saying that. I think, you know, my personal approach, approach to net, networking is really, you know, I'm, I'm all in on anything that I do. And a lot of what I do is networking. So, um, you know, I just really enjoy being a real person to people and supporting people in general at where they are in business, where they are, you know, personally, professionally, it just means a great deal for me to be able to support people. Um, and that is ultimately, I feel like networking and, you know, in and of itself is meeting people and knowing people and connecting people and being a resource for people where needed. So it's a big part of what I do with my role here. So that, so the, so yeah, help us understand a little bit so we can kind of Put the networking work into perspective. What what really does the senior corporate relationship manager do for the American Cancer Society? Yeah. So in my role here at the American Cancer Society, I work with all of the corporate and business partners that are headquartered in my area, which both of you know, but listeners might not, is Oregon and Southwest Washington. I also I do work with companies that are not necessarily headquartered here as well, um, but we work with companies in a capacity that is uh, mutually beneficial for them as a business, as a business owner, as well as for the American Cancer Society and our mission. So really looking for opportunities to work with people, um, you know, and businesses in a way that will help leverage, you know, them being able to leverage our brand in a positive way next to their brand. So a lot of what I do involves cause marketing, where a company can really you know, work with us next to our brand, like I keep saying, and, you know, differentiate themselves in, in their marketplace. Like by, by advertising that they're connected to the American Cancer Society or donating to the American Cancer Society or, or, yeah, definitely. or what does that look like? Definitely. I mean, it's, it looks different for every partner that we have, um, but it could be, you mentioned events, it could be sponsorship of events. And so of course we have different benefit levels. Uh, for people that's going to, they're going to benefit from as a business in sponsorship. But then we also have, you know, cause marketing where a company might donate a percentage of sales back to the American Cancer Society during a certain window of time or a percentage of a certain product during a window of time and being able to market that type of campaign in a way that it's going to drive more business into the into the business. Um, so, you know, if if you're, you know, making X amount of dollars and during this window of time, you're doing a promotion where you're supporting the American Cancer Society, you're going to actually make more. Uh, so the cost of your percentage that you're donating to the American Cancer Society is actually covered because you're bringing in more business than you would have. That's cool. And that's that's a different that's a different path than I would say our average listener or the at least the guests that we've had get to experience things and experience business is most of most businesses work within a transaction of some kind, whether that be a long transaction cycle or a short window. 
so do you, but it's not as direct, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is interesting. And so it's it's more conceptual. Yeah, and it's really bringing a you know a meaningful partnership together in a way that um, you know brings two parties to a solution that's needed on both sides. So meaningful partnership is what it's all about. Well, and I think that is at the core of effective networking, of having meaningful partnerships. <laughs> Right? Definitely, definitely. I mean, and go ahead. Oh, no, I mean, I mean, there's, I, I know we're kind of smiling at that, maybe of a pun or whatever, but I'm being, but like, really, that's a great transition there to, you know, when you're networking and meeting people, the idea is to meet people who can be strategic, but mutually beneficial partners to each other's businesses and help support each other, whether it's through referral relationships or services offered or whatever the case may be, right? And so that's what you're trying to do. Definitely. I think being well-connected in, you know, my industry and my, you know, roles here at the American Cancer Society is super important, not only to be able to have the type of reach that I have by being well-connected in multiple different types of industry, but also to be able to support you know, my partners, our partners, uh, the people that I know in the needs that they have. Oftentimes when you are networking, you're here, uh, you know, or or just when you're in conversation with your partner for, you, you know, your partnership for the next year, you hear a need that they have. You know, I maybe we're struggling with our point of sale system and that's why I can't partner with you here at the American Cancer Society to do a roundup at the register. Oh, well, I know somebody that might be able to help you with your point of sale system. So being well connected in the multiple industries just helps me that much, you know, more in my conversations with our partners. And you are well connected because I swear you, you know, and you connect at the greatest percent, like of, of anyone in our chapter, you hand out the most referrals for sure, on a reg- ongoing basis. There might be some uh, occasionally who do more than you, but I would say on a week in and week out basis, you are constantly, you know, handing out more referrals than than anybody else, which is to be applauded. And we do, we love that a hundred percent. It's it's amazing. But it's, um, but, it, but dude, it, hold on a second. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's not even BNI related. I mean, every time no. I just chat with Whitney, yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, have you heard have you ever met this person? Do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? And it's all relevant to our conversation. It's not even about a number of referrals past. Mm-hmm. No. That's There's just somebody and Yeah, that's just jerk. That's right. But I mean, <laughs> but I, I just want to like drive home to the non-BNI listeners or just what we're saying is like it doesn't even have to be for a scoring accountability tracking mechanism of a hard networking group. Any, you're just talking about life or just what's going on, and you got a whole list of people to introduce about what's going on in somebody's life, which I think is incredible. Yeah, there's there's so many benefits to being able to be a connector for people, you know, not just personally for myself or professionally for myself, or you know, for like I said, you know, my example previously was for the partners that I am working with, but to be able to be seen as somebody that, oh, you know, I need X Y Z, maybe Whitney might know you know, who I can reach out to like that. That's awesome that I maybe am a resource for people in a way that they, you know, might not know somebody in a certain, you know, a, based on a need that they might have. I had somebody reach out to me yesterday, actually looking for a certain type of lawyer. And sure enough, I found somebody for her, but uh, it just feels really good to be able to, you know, and that was, that had nothing to do with my role here at the American Cancer Society or my role in working with corporate accounts um, or even, 
you know, necessarily in my direct work within networking, but I was able to be a resource for somebody when they need it. And that's really special to me. How, I mean, where did this all start, right? Obviously the American Cancer Society found some someone special, but I'd imagine Whitney as, you know, with, and I'm sorry, I don't have your big long title in front of me, but it's, it's, important. <laughs> it's senior um, corporate relations manager, right? <laughs> that is a title and I love it. You are a rock star uh, with that title, but where did, I mean, where did you start, start doing this? Is, have you always been the connector of persons? Did you always know everybody in, in high school and college and all the things? You know, now that you ask, I've never really had that question asked of me, but now that you ask it, I think, yes, I, I was, I have been. Obviously, my like style and strategy and structure for networking has like evolved over time, and I'm sure it will continue to evolve moving forward. But I do think I've always just sort of been a natural connector in, you know, you mentioned high school. In high school, I was kind of a part of like all the different cliques. Like I was just friends with everybody. I liked everybody, enjoyed everybody's company and got to partake in all of the, you know, pros and cons of all of that as well. <laughs> you know, and then, uh, you know, same thing moving into college, it, it, you know, it just has kind of evolved over time with knowing a lot of people also just valuing relationships in general. I have dozens and dozens of friends that I've been friends with my entire life. And I just continue to value those relationships and, and cherish and, you know, make sure that they're healthy. That means you know, something to me as well as just the value of relationships in general. I like that. I like what you said there, having healthy relationships, um, that you value them. You mentioned something earlier that you're all in and all that you do. I mean, all those things kind of go together, right? Is is It seems like you being all in is you also providing value and doing all those things that, that a lot of folks don't think about. I mean, clearly, this was ingrained in a long uh, into you a long time ago, but I think it's awesome the way that you dive in, you take on things, and uh, the rewards just you know. Let me take a step back. <laughs> a lot of folks think that some people are just lucky or they're just good at something, and I believe if you go all in, you try, you you do the work first. Sometimes that luck isn't really luck. It's just you did a lot more work to get someplace beforehand. And I don't want to chalk that up for you. I don't I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I know you do a ton of work. I know that. And you seemingly get a lot of reward for it. But I would love to kind of understand, you know, kind of what you do, right? To get in front of all these people, to to do, you know, what are what's an average week look like, you know, if, you know, your activities. I mean, I don't want to you, know, you don't have to go through the whole thing, but you know what I mean? Like, let's, let's hear what your Whitney, the, the, the networking savant can, uh, does, you know, on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, first and foremost, you know, in meeting somebody, I'm, I, I don't have an intentive in mind of how am I going to get something out of meeting and talking with this person? That's a really, really bad mindset to have going into networking. <laughs> I think being, uh, open to listening and learning and just being human and meeting somebody is really how you should approach networking, at least, uh, you know, as you're first getting to know somebody. Of course, you can have certain strategies within that. You know that you have your certain referral partners that maybe make a little bit more sense than others. And you can maybe, you know, put certain time and effort into either, which makes the most sense for you. But yeah, certain, like, what does a week look like for me? I, um, 
I spend a lot of time, you know, stewarding and making, like I said earlier, making sure that relationships that I do have are healthy. And, uh, you know, if there's anything that any, you know, I, I follow through with what I say I'm going to do, definitely make sure that nobody's like waiting on anything from me. That's like probably first and foremost, because if I'm, you know, making somebody unhappy in any way, that's not going to be good for any, any type of networking. And then I, I do, so, so a lot of outreach and communication, a lot of thank you cards to people. Those are uh, all parts of my weekly routine, I would say. Um, and then I do some general networking events as well. I do, I do attend chamber events. I attend different types of chamber events. Um, I try to get into some of the Portland Business Journal events. Those are a little harder because they can be more expensive. Those are um, pretty oh, expensive, right? That's what I was just saying. Yeah. So it, it yeah. could be hard. There are some perks to being a nonprofit in that sense, but uh, but those are really, really targeted audiences. So I try to, you know, weigh my time and find what, you know, in, in that sense of attending a networking event, making sure that it's uh, an event that's going to be value, valuable for me and my time, because I do, my time is limited and I have to make sure that I'm, you know, using my time wisely. Yeah. So I think just a, a lot of, a lot of follow-up too. I think uh, Fletch and I were chatting earlier today about following up with people and just making sure, like I keep talking about making sure that I have a healthy relationship um, with people, but you know, that takes time. And I think we talked about like eight to 12 contacts just to continue, you know, to be top of mind for people, you know, when something does come up to make sure that if there is a need, you are the one that's thought of because you just sent them an email last week or you sent them a thank you card a couple of weeks back and it's still, you know, sitting on their desk or whatever the case may be. So a lot of follow-up, a lot of outreach in the networking aspect that that's a lot of what my week looks like. So you're doing a lot of volume networking. You're you're meeting a lot of people. Yeah. Which is something I I find I really like to hear about because it seems to me that it's harder to manage when you're doing the volume of networking and shaking hands and meeting people like that. So you got to be have a pretty solid follow-up system and be good at the follow-up. And I think I think that's where a lot of people struggle to be honest. That's where I struggle even with and I don't even try at the volume that you're talking about and some other of our people guests have talked about. Could you what how you mentioned we talked about Salesforce in the beginning. I'm a, I imagine that must be a big part of your follow up. Yeah, de- definitely. I utilize um, Salesforce, you know, as a you know CRM, of course, to um, you know track people that I meet, of course, because I do have a lot of volume. I am meeting a lot of people. Also, making sure that I'm not dropping the ball and following up because, like like you said, and like I've already said too, it it is a lot of follow up. You know, sometimes you, if if you don't track it, you could meet somebody and six weeks goes or six months goes by before, you know, a thought, you know, comes, oh, whatever happened to so-and-so. So really having those, you know, whatever your your CRM system looks like having those reminders or, uh, you know, ways to really capture, you know, the conversations that have already had and, you know, just kind of remind yourself of the conversations that were had and, and whatnot. So it's or to a, just check in. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Just shooting, um, you know, communications to people, you know, that maybe you haven't chatted with in a couple months and Hey, how are you doing? It's, it's a really great tool and, and helps hold me accountable. At least I don't know about others, but it's kind of an accountability tool for myself and an organizational tool for sure. 
It's an interesting thing that we're we're seeing is some people really like technology, other people's are anti-technology. And I think some of the best, you know, in any in any position, any place, there's room for, for all of that. But the people who like yourself who meet tons and tons and tons of people are leveraging some type of you know uh, technology to a degree that I think the average person who's just starting out networking doesn't um, or doesn't have a plan for, which I think is powerful. And not that I want to move this conversation to technology, but you know, do you have a plan? You know, is there is there a method behind your madness when it comes to your follow up, or is it just you know, mm-hmm. are you just remembering all these people, right? Like, I, I don't, I, you know, yeah. as many people as you know, I don't know how you remember everybody sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I definitely have, you know, a strategy, a plan that I follow through. Of course, I also have hopes and dreams to do better. There's always room for improvement. But also you mentioned like the technology piece. A lot of what I do can totally be done in a spreadsheet. You know, that's, you know, as long as you hold yourself accountable to the spreadsheet, I I really think that anybody could, you know, follow some of uh, at least the way that I, the strategy that I have um, in approach to networking. My process, I guess you would call it is, you know, whenever I do meet somebody, you know, whether I, I get their card or they shoot me an email or somebody else introduces them to me for whatever reason, I automatically put them in, in my CRM you know, with notes as to how and when I met them. And then I'll shoot, you know, if if it was an in-person, you know, meeting or we happen to meet each other in an elevator or at a coffee shop or something like that, I automatically send them an email right away. You know, it was so great to meet you. Would love, you know, to connect and be a, you know, see if we can be a resource to each other. Uh, So I definitely don't go in again, like I already said earlier, don't go in with the you know, sales pitch in mind or an a specific ask in mind for what I'm hoping to get out of conversation. Just really looking to learn, meet new people, learn from them, you know, see maybe who I can connect for them, you know, what sort of services they might have for the people that I know that might need their services. So that's kind of a first step. And then of course, I have reminders set up, you know, going forward every two weeks, if I don't hear from somebody, hear back from somebody, sometimes you know, people's inboxes can be, you know, get inundated and something might not be priority for them. So I usually always send follow-up emails every two weeks if I haven't heard back from somebody and I will try five attempts if I don't hear back. So that's kind of my general like beginning stage process. And then after, you know, I have started building a relationship and like I said earlier, making sure that relationship is healthy, following through with what I said I, you know, would do um, or what I promised I, I then have, you know, reminders to continue to communicate with them at least quarterly. If it's not already a natural, uh, you know, where we're, you know, attending meetings regularly together or anything like that. Obviously, those people I usually meet with much more frequently than that. Um, but I try to send some communication, even if it's if it's an email checking in or maybe it's a holiday card or birthday card for some situations if it's appropriate. So that's so, kind of the general process. So you're doing a a lot, and I'm kind of curious because while we talk about BNI a lot, because we're all in BNI, Fletch and I are in the same, you're in our chapter. Um, it's just natural that that's what comes of this. It's not, the lessons we talk about and things we aren't specific to BNI a lot of the times. And, and you're doing a lot of work outside of a, that hard 
networking group, going to these events, you know, hosting your own events through the American Cancer Society that I imagine introduces you to new people. You don't know everybody on those rosters. There's no way I, I would imagine, I would guess. And uh, the goal is to not know them going in. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. right. You know, but so I'm, I guess I'm kind of curious for those who aren't as familiar with a hard networking group like BNI or some of these, you know, how is that beneficial to what you're doing since you do all of these other things? Well, BNI in itself takes a lot of time just yeah. to do those activities. And you're doing all the other activities outside of that. So I, it's got to be worth it for you to be part of and participate in a hard networking group like BNI on top of the work that you're already doing. Oh, definitely. You know, prior to me being a part of BNI, a lot of what I did were the general chamber meetings, which I, like I said, I still attend. I see value in, um, but they're awkward. You're uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, you walk in and, you know, some people go into those meetings with like a goal of I'm only going to say hi to X amount of people and then I'm out. Like that is not the type of people that I want to surround myself with. I want to be with people that are like-minded and that are wanting to like actually grow and be supportive of each other. So yeah. So then when I was introduced to BNI and came into BNI, I was like a whole new world. This is actually how I had been networking my entire, really my entire life. Like we kind of already talked about earlier, you know, in, I'm not there to get business for myself. I'm there to, you know, meet people and support other people and watch them grow because I, that fulfills me as a person. So that is rewarding to me in and of itself. So just coming to BNI was definitely eye-opening, but there is still value for me and I'm sure for other people in attending the events that are outside of a referral-based networking group. Um, I do have the opportunity to meet other people that I wouldn't otherwise meet. I mean, really one of the great benefits for me is I do meet a lot of people that make sense for my BNI partners when I am at those meetings. So it is like an opportunity for me to be more of a better connector for my referral partners and just grow my network in general. So, you know, sometimes connections that are made at, at those networking events outside of BNI that, you know, they might look a little bit different, but they're definitely still valuable for me and my goals and my growing my network. Did for I hear sure. your question, Ricky? Yeah, it was kind of a weird question. I, I'm <laughs> sorry about that. I really, I, I just was trying to help explain to some of the audience, you know, that you do all of these things, but being part of the hard networking group, that's what we, I guess, have been calling this. There's soft networking groups and harder networking mm -hmm. groups where you have requirements is mm -hmm. still a valuable piece, a very valuable piece. Because what turns people off to some of these, I know it turned me off for many, many years until I finally jumped in, is the time commitment and the activity commitment. And we're hearing about all this stuff that you're doing, even though I guess mm -hmm. it's kind of your job to network also. Mm -hmm. But, you know, on top of that, then having the hard networking group too, just showing the value that that still brings you, I guess. Yeah, definitely. There's, uh, for me, value on both both sides. I'm very dedicated to my B&I chapter members, my fellow members, like both of you. And that's really where my heart is. But I see value in being everywhere that I can be. and being able to connect other people through doing that. And hopefully in return, someday that might come back to me in a positive way. Well, and it, I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's the ideal way to do it. I mean, I know personally, when you, when you refer somebody, they, 
the person who's being referred always look to you in 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 such a huge like in a kind way in a they're happy that oh my god to know you they're just it's it's a very positive thing it's not it's not oh i met this person at a thing and here you go there's almost and i'm sure that, that occasionally that happens but i think almost always it seems like they are so happy to know you and by default usually happy to work with with any of us who you who you send referrals to and i think that just goes to show how you know you mentioned you're all in and you're you're really there to, in a positive way not to gain something necessarily although you know that's certainly always nice but you're there to give but you know and someday you'll you'll gain but you're there to 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 give and give and give and i think that goes to show all across the board with every interaction i have with you you're we we actually have to hold you back sometimes you know it's it's actually kind of funny we have to say no 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 send that over to me whitney's got way <laughs> too much on her plate we just had that conversation earlier today, actually. But, <laughs> well, and I think um, that I think that just kind of go goes to say about really relationships and the importance of relationships. And like I, you know, the theme of the theme of today is healthy relationships, right? Is you know, when I hear somebody maybe say that they need coaching, for example, the person who I'm listening to might not realize, oh, I I need coaching. Like they're not going to say I need coaching, but just in hearing and conversing with them, I can hear, oh, maybe they might benefit from chatting, you know, with Chris for a coaching session. And so then connecting them. And if my relationship with, you know, not only that individual is strong, hopefully, you know, they trust me and they know, oh, well, you know, if Whitney thinks this, you know, maybe I should, maybe I should hear it out. And then, and then same thing on the, on the side of, you know, my example, Chris, who then I'm, I'm passing them on to, he knows and trusts me and knows, you know, that this individual could potentially, uh, you know, he could potentially help them. So I think it's referrals and connect, being a connector for people is a, a huge part of that is just having the right relationships and being a good human. And that's a skill that. to develop. I mean, it's you're natural at meeting people and being nice and having relationships, but hearing those, understanding how to listen for those things and introduce that person is a skill. Definitely. And it's it's a skill and and in this in this example that I've given you guys, right? It's a skill about my relationship with the example Chris and knowing what Chris has to offer. I was able to hear just in in this conversation with, you know, X individual that, you know, without them knowing, hey, this might be a good fit for you. So it's all about the relationships and how you can be a connector. What what kind of advice would you give to some people who think, man, I never know how to hear that, or I never really know when to introduce somebody. It seems transactional. And I'm like, oh, I got a guy for that. Use my guy, right? Like, how would you advise somebody kind of getting started and wanting to develop that skill? I mean, like first making sure that you know you know the person and the individual that you're passing the business to and you understand you know what their services are and what you're able you know what they're able to help with so but you know if if you're not quite there yet asking that individual you know what should i be listening for uh you know what are some key words that you know when i hear them i think oh maybe maybe this conversation could be swayed here i like how you kind of brought that up though, Ricky, because I do feel like sometimes people get really excited. Oh, oh, I know somebody. And then they like almost like terrify the person. <laughs> right. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. There's an art and a science to kind of how to do yeah. that. 
definitely. So not uh, terrifying the person you're talking to is a good <laughs> is a good skill to have. But yeah, I just think not pushing something. You know, I mean, I, we're not all salesmen. You know, we're not necessarily salesmen for each other, right? We're connectors for each other. So being able to you know, move forward in a conversation without just automatically, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to send you over to, you know, X, Y, Z, because they can do X, Y, Z for you. But kind of, oh, I hear, I hear that you're saying maybe, you know, maybe you're struggling with this. And what do you think about coaching? Have you ever, going back to that example, have you ever talked to anybody about coaching? Oh, yes. And I had this horrible experience and then navigating that conversation that way. And you know, just following the path. And if the subject changes, the subject changes, take note in your brain and your CRM. And then next time you chat with them, hey, did you ever f- figure out, you know, XYZ problem? No, I haven't. Well, maybe. So just kind of navigating the conversation with how it, you know, how it naturally plays out. And I wonder not, not too, forcing in, it. In, in our context of, you know, BNI, right? It's a lot easier, right? We can go in there knowing, hey, we're looking to find people to connect for these reasons, right? Everybody, that's an easy transition for us, you know, in that context. But when we're outside of that, right, that context, and we're just at a an event, right? We're at one of the ACS events, right? You know, you mentioned making, you know, going in without a purpose of trying to sell something or, you know, along those lines, I guess, is it appropriate to ask, you know, before you start assuming, right? I I almost feel like in that there's one extra step in that you've got to ask, hey, like, who are your ideal people? Like, who do you work with? Because it's easy for me to say, oh, you're a CPA or you're a coach, you're going to want to talk to this person. But maybe they don't, maybe they've Mm -hmm. niched into something else. I I guess I'd also like, I like where you're going with this, but it, it to me in my head, and maybe I'm wrong, we're assuming we're in a hard networking group when we're having this conversation about Mm -hmm. this but I almost think there's a step before that and I'd love to if and maybe you don't differentiate but I wonder if if that's something that you do when you're not at a BNI or a chamber type event yeah yeah but even people new to the hard networking groups need to learn this yeah Yeah. I like how you put that though Fletch because I do use that approach actually when I am at a a general networking and not necessarily a hard BNI networking event but in those awkward moments where you're first meeting somebody, right? Like I said, they're, it's always awkward. Like there's nothing you can do about it. It's awkward. Um, but that's kind of how I approach it. And I, and I kind of break the ice is, you know, not only do I ask, you know, what their business is and what's a good connection for you. So like that automatically, they know that I'm not just there to try to sell them, but I am really trying to hear them. And then hopefully maybe I can make a connection for them. And then maybe, you know, farther down in the relationship, we might be able to move the needle in a different way. But so I do, I do approach, you know, those questions that kind of pull out the information that's needed to, you know, to be a resource and a connector for people. I do approach those questions, you know, typically right off the bat. when I'm Do you get a weird awkwardness from people generally, or are people pretty, you know, amenable to that question? I mean, I feel like you get all sorts of all sorts of responses. Uh, for the most part, I feel like people are genuinely um, excited that oh, this person is actually asking me questions about me and my businesses, which is why I'm actually here, right? <laughs> uh, so yeah. I get those responses. Sometimes I get people that just don't even know how to answer the question, and then that's a little awkward because then I feel bad. I maybe like they're not quite ready for <laughs> for that yet. 
yeah, so I, I feel like those are kind of the two res- general responses that I get. I'm I'm not surprised to hear that though that there's a there's a number of people that can't answer that question because I don't I find there's a lot of people that really have a hard time defining their ideal client, their ideal customer, or what kind of what kind of other or what other type of person they want to meet that could help them further develop the network for their business like like Fletch and I work well together. He does health insurance. I don't do health insurance. I do commercial insurance, right? So those natural, but outside of those natural fits, it's it's hard for people, I think, to really define who it is beneficial for them to know and spend time with. Well, yeah. and that's why I kind of asked that question was to try to draw that out of you, Whitney, because you do it so often. And to hopefully the idea was to, I, you know, for our listeners specifically, to take away some of that fear, right? Because that is, a, I mean, that's a scary scenario to really try to dig into somebody while they're there in a meaningful way to them, not to you. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to get someone talking about who they work with and what they do. And, you know, when you're genuinely and honestly wanting to help them, you know, uh, and not, you know, sell your widget or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, I think it's, <laughs> you know, or an insurance policy, right? I don't know, whatever. Uh- Oh, I, yeah, yeah, totally. I, um, I agree. I think, you know, and even in the example that I gave where some people are uncomfortable, I think it's just some kind of surprising to people that are not in a hard networking. Oh, we're, we're going to get right, right to it. Right. Because this is really why we're all here is to talk about each other's businesses, but that's not always the topic of conversation and certain chamber meetings and, and whatnot or But that's kind of important. And I think what we've really been learning over the last however many episodes we've got so far of people we've interviewed on this show and will continue to is that time is valuable and you're there. You're not there to go and have drinks or breakfast with your friends. I mean, you are people, I assume, are spending their time there to develop their network to benefit their business. And it is okay to be somewhat selfish in that way. And you know, having, being able to do that, if, if people can't do that, having you get right into it, I think is beneficial to both of you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I just... and, and we're, you know, like I said, I, I'm not only there just to get down to business. I do want to get to know people, but I want to get to know people okay. who have like-minded goals that, you know, we are here, you know, to move each other's businesses forward. Right. I guess that came out more. Yeah. I didn't mean it that way. Of course, you're meeting yeah. people in a meaningful way. But, you know, the topic really should be what it is that you do and who you would like to meet. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Totally agree. Maybe maybe I'm a little tongue tied today. <laughs> yeah, because you do and you do so many events. You know, I've been to a few of them and it's nice to see the variety of people there. That's not full of BNI people. It's not full of chamber people. It's a wide variety of people that come to your networking events and your cancer support events. It is a great way to meet people with the things that you put on. And a lot of those people share your why. I mean, maybe not your exact why, but a lot of those people have a story, right? And it kind of comes back to that, which is I've really enjoyed the events I've shown up to um, that you've put on or and ACS has put on is they're great. You know, everybody's excited to support a common cause. And yes, we're there to network, but we're also there to support something that's really meaningful, which I think is special. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
selfishly, I'd like to think that it's really valuable for any to be anybody to be connected to an individual that works in nonprofit because we are great connectors, but we also hold a lot of relationships with a lot of different people in a lot of different industries. And we're looking to support those people. And so to be able to find the resources that those people need, you know, within our networks is 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 great. And so being connected to somebody that's well connected with it, you know, within a nonprofit, I think is really valuable. Not to well, it's goes goes to show you're on well connected now. So you're even <laughs> further well connected. Right. I I love these episodes kind of where I love these episodes where our show title just keeps repeating itself over and over again. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's really nice though to hear how mutually beneficial that is. You know, you get to go support a cause and that's a great way to meet people when you're at one of your events. I mean, you know, cancer affects everybody in different ways. It's a great way to get in to connect with somebody in one way or another and also then kind of talk about what it is. A natural question of people is, oh, what do you do? Right? I mean, Oh, I'm an insurance yeah. agent. I'm a business coach. I'm a whatever I am. I'm a, you know, like, and yeah. and it's a nice, easy transition. It it kind of breaks the ice in a way. Definitely. And also, you know, oh, I met so-and-so at the American Cancer Society event. Like that's a valuable statement right there too. For Hugely. Yeah. I mean, the American Cancer Society is a big name. You know, it's not like, you know, not to discount any other smaller nonprofits, yep. but it's a, it's a big, powerful entity. And you guys do a lot of good out in the, the communities and in the country. So it's pretty special. We get to we get to have such a close relationship with you and, and all that you do here in the Northwest. It's pretty cool. I'm Thank bummed you. when there's an event that I can't show up because my calendar is, is busy that day. Yeah, they're pretty special. I think I think more people should come and visit and show to Whitney's events. And I hope they do. Yeah. I really do. I hope they grow. Hopefully, maybe this will put some, uh, get people a little bit aware of some of those, you know, it's so, so I think we're kind of getting to the time in the show here where, you know, we get to start asking you, Whitney, if people want to learn more and connect with you or, you know, be on a mailing, your mailing list or whatever channels you're on to promote your event so they can come and meet you and be and a part and grow and meet your network. How do people connect with you? Yeah, definitely. Probably the easiest way to share to get connected with me would be LinkedIn. Uh, just search my name on LinkedIn. It's Whitney Eichmeyer. That's probably the the best way, you know, just right off the bat, bat by knowing my name. But I'm sure my information will be shared somewhere in, uh, you know, in, through your guys's podcast. So reaching out via email is totally fine, too. And give me a call if you want to. I'd love to get some coffee with people, connect in general, and hopefully be a resource. I love it. And we'll make sure all that's located, all the information you want to reach out to you and the ACS and uh, is, is down in the show notes and wherever we can post it for you there. That does lead us to the final question, but I'm going to take some liberty here and I'm going to make it a two-parter. You mentioned coffee. You like to go out and have coffee uh, and that's part of networking. So what is your coffee order? <laughs> I actually like a chai tea. Uh, that's typically what I get. I don't drink a whole lot of coffee. I, I do sometimes, but tea a little bit more so frequently. And then oftentimes I'll just get a water. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. At a coffee shop, an island, a nice ice water. It's well, great. so we need to take this one step further now, though, because ACS 
activities, we'll call them, events, you know, are usually in the evenings. So if someone comes to one of your events and meets you, what's your drink of choice? Oh, nice. Nice. Nice sly. Um, I mean, that I feel like depends on the event as well, but I am an IPA drinker. Uh, so definitely prefer IPA. I also really like a Tangeray tonic. There we go. See? Whitney's yeah. a party animal. I get of it. so excited when our guests choose the drinks that I like. It's great. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Gin and tonics and IPAs are, man, that's right in my strike zone, too. I love it. <laughs> nice. Appreciate it. I appreciate you being on the show today, Whitney. Uh, it's really special to have you on here. So we thank you so much for your time joining us at Well Connected. And if anyone out there found value in this, please like, subscribe, you know, do all the things, share it with somebody who uh, who might get some value, who might want to come visit Whitney at one of her events. Who knows? Just get at us. We we love this and hopefully uh, share some comments too. Thanks, Thanks for Whitney. Us. Thank it's been you, great guys. having you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, the place for navigating business growth through networking. If you've learned even one thing from sharing the last hour with us, please share this with a friend or associate who also might appreciate it too. Only together can we become truly well connected. Join us each week to learn, grow, and network your way to new heights. <laughs>